Well, we're hanging out in Cuba with Big Jim again, and I figured I'd try something novel. I'm uh, So uh, this time around, last time, we got pretty drunk, Jim and no, I No, you guys didn't get that drunk. Yeah, I, it was every now and then, the square get, has a drunk episode, and it's well known that snakes can't handle their liquor too well. Right. After like 15, 20 of them. Uh, I live, if I learned nothing in my zoology class. It's a snakes. Yeah. Snakes can't handle Dear listener, yeah. we are still doing the thing where we call Ryan Snake. Just to let you know. It's catching it's it's caught on. There's no there's no way to get out of it. You can't now. put the toothpaste back in the tooth. You can't put the snake back in uh I don't know where snakes go. You're where do they go? They 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 go in the long like you know, you thought like maybe oh did Pits. I order a snake pit. Did I order a poster? No, it's a snake. Yeah. <laughs> Can't put it back in the poster All tube. Right. <laughs> so back to my point. <laughs> Drink up, Snakey. What I'm going to try Spring this time break. around. So I got, I had, I had a lot of beers before this. And I'm going to try to sober her up towards the end of the podcast. Mm. So different strategy this time around. I'm going to keep the same strategy of just getting drunker as the podcast goes on. Well, that's okay. Yeah, you're going to have to listen to Jim again on double time. <laughs> well, like you did. <laughs> if you listened to our last episode at the Cuba encampment, you you had to speed it up because, you know, Jim sounded like he was literally drinking lean the whole time. I, I could have edited that around a little bit, but I, I chose not to. Yeah. No, it was great. Mm. It was perfect radio. All right, let's kick this off. Back at well, we're not. I mean, we're in a at the proverbial square. We're in the square state of mind. We we never really leave that. Neither do you, listener, because you're cool. You like to hang out with us. At least you like to devote an hour plus of your time with us every week. If uh, if you're a regular listener, but if not, if you are a new listener, if you're just dropping in, I am Re along with I'm Jim, and and I'm Snake, aka Ryan. Yes. Yes, and we are at the square, and we're back in Cuba, New York, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're back here. The The Southern Tier uh, headquarters for the square. We went to Sprague's this morning for breakfast, got full of pancakes, had some donuts and cupcakes. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all set here. Oh, lots of beer. I forgot about that. Had, had some mimosas. Mom- oh, yeah. We had some mimosas or, at Sprague's. Or maybe not all of us. Highly recommend Sprague's. They had some swan. Is it swan or swans? Swans. Swans in the pond. Mm-hmm. I got up here or down here, as it were, a little late because, you know, it's my thing. I'll be here at noon. Just kidding. I'll be here at four. <laughs> Fuck you. Right, it's Ree's on Argentine time. Yes. Yeah. I checked the wrong time zone, oh, but I'm, it happens. I'm here now. And that's, that's the most important thing is that I'm here with my fellas with, you know, we're, we're just doing our damn thing. And we're, mm-hmm. we're talking to you about, uh, all the news that's, uh, fit to, I got to find, to find a good joke. Yeah. I, all the news that's fit to blank. It's, it's Holy week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's oh. Holy week. It's Easter Sunday tomorrow. We're, we're recording this on, on Maudy Saturday. All, all, all the news that's fit for your Easter ham, mm-hmm. for yeah, your no. butter lamb. We really your got butter all, lamb. all the news that's fit to butter lamb. Yeah. All the news that's fit to okay. butter lamb. 
Sure. We can come up with Butterland t-shirts. T-shirts that'll never happen. But hey, wait a second. I'm just kidding. Listener, we'll get t-shirts to you someday. Um, guys, there's a lot of stuff going on. There is a lot of stuff going on. What do we got? I'm going to terribly segue like I usually do from us making jokes into actual news. So, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to talk about how, well, friend of the pod. Let's start there. India Walton. India Walton. Uh, a close friend of the pod. She had a rough week. She had a not so great week. She really went from, I would say, a pretty big high uh, making the ballot and being on the Democratic line to getting the no, sir, from uh, one Jeremy Zellner. Well, I mean, she didn't. She, uh, so she's going to not be on the working families line because she didn't sign the acceptance in time, which is something, you know, like uh, my mother is a candidate for office this year in the town of Lancaster. She is running for her fourth term, and these are six-year terms, so she's basically a U.S. senator uh, for library trustee. Now, she is no longer affiliated with any party, which means that once the parties ran petitions for her, she had to sign two, count them two, ah, 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 letters of acceptance. India had to sign one letter of acceptance, and what happened was that she just didn't... The Board of Elections doesn't have uh, an obligation to let you know that you have to sign the the letter of acceptance. Um, and, in fact, like for my mother, for the Democratic acceptance, they were scrambling to get it done on the last day because they forgot they had to get it done. Um, the last day being Tuesday, unfortunately, India signed her letter of acceptance and tried to deliver it on Wednesday. Hand delivered. Hand delivered. Still a day late and the proverbial dollar short. Now, how much of an unforced error is this? It's a pretty huge unforced error. I mean, like, if she had, and she should have had somebody from the Working Families Party, they, the Working Families Party should have known that they had to get a letter of acceptance from her. And, you know, the Working Families Party is putting a fair amount of resources into this race. This is it's this is less on the India Walton campaign to me and more on the Working Families Party. Yeah. They know that candidates who aren't registered in their party have to have a letter of acceptance. This should be like and in the Buffalo News article the Working Families Party tried to play it off like this was India's fault. And everybody's going to pass the blame on this. But realistically, as far as I'm concerned, the blame lies with the Working Families Party. They know they've been they have been around long enough. They should know. They know. They, it's not that they should know. They do know. Mm-hmm. They've run minor party candidates before. This was not a problem with Cynthia Nixon, and she's a registered Democrat, and they were able to make sure that they had her letter of acceptance in, in time. This was to me a Working Families Party fuck up. Yes. Yep. No, and, and look, like this has, we'll, we'll I guess, kind of joke, not really joke about it, but we're going to talk about it here and we're going to make light of some things. But it, it's truly unfortunate that a candidate as inspirational and as aspirational as India Walton um, is going to be on the, you know, the ass end of this, as it were. And again, 
one of my big petards that I like to hoist myself on is that, hey, nobody really knows what they're doing when it comes to running a lot of these elections, that people are just kind of flying blind. It's intentionally difficult. Right. A lot of things are obfuscated for the average person trying to run. Again, this is no way, shape, or form to denigrate India Walton's capability as a candidate or as a political figure. I'm just saying there's a lot of a lot of weird wrinkles that are built into this that make it intentionally hard. Um, but I think you're right, Jim. I think the Working Families Party, knowing exactly what needs to be done, they are no neophytes when it comes to this process. They know exactly what you need to do to get on a ballot and not being there to advise her, uh, to make sure you're on you know, the ballot with all this. Like You need to sign your acceptance letter to get on. It's a it's a pretty big whiff. I mean, it, it's it's a big whiff because like it's to make sure their party is on the ballot in November. She's still running in the September primary. The Democratic Party is going to be on the ballot in November. The Republican Party isn't because we talked about last week. Ross Kostecki had petitions d- done for him, and he declined the nomination. So there's going to be no Republican. There's no conservative candidate. So the only opportunity was for the Working Families Party. They know better. Or they should know better. If they don't know better, shame on them and shame on the people that they hire. And again, if you're sitting there, listener, and wondering, you know, what is this weird inside baseball stuff really mattered to my day-to-day life? Well... <laughs> Okay, I get it. I know it's all kind of boring in a way when we're talking about petitions or signing and getting on a ballot, but this has real ramifications. Look, India Walton, as much as we love her, as much as we're huge fans of her, and we wish her well, I live in the city of Buffalo. I'm the only host on the pod that lives in the city of Buffalo myself, so I will vote for her. At the same time, I know full well that she likely will not defeat Byron Brown on the Democratic line and win that primary. So... Likely, if she wanted a chance, if she wanted a real fighter's chance to be mayor, she needed to be able to run in November. She needed to be able to run against Byron Brown on that working families line because she can't do that. Now she's really fighting with one arm tied behind her back, trying to go up against the juggernaut of the Byron Brown campaign, which, again, we've said before on the show, they don't have all that much money. However, relative to an upstart campaign like India Walton's have... Jesus, like, you know, Croesus as well. Like, they're just completely loaded, more so than India could ever really hope to raise, even with the outside dollars from progressive groups. And seeing something like this from the Working Families Party, which is supposed to be like the, hey, we're going to help the small guy candidate. We're going to guide you through this, not in this huge thing, not help her get on the ballot for November, really kind of... I don't know, shakes my faith a little bit. Well, and, and there was two job postings that went out this week um, that the working families was going to pay for a field director and a call director or a pledge manager for the India Walton campaign. And they were looking to pay somewhere between six to $8,000 a month for these two positions. That's a heavy outlay for a campaign. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking about, like, even if the campaign only goes from now until September, even at just five months, thirty to $40,000. Yeah. 
a pretty good commitment to the campaign. Now, I wonder, now that she's not going to be on the working families line because that was fucked up, are they still going to make that commitment? I mean, that's a heavy commitment to be playing in somebody's primary, to be playing around in somebody's primary. It's one thing if she's your endorsed candidate and she's on the working families line and you're making that kind of investment. So I, I wonder if those job postings, you know, like there's a lag between like, getting a posting ready and, and making it go before it becomes online and, and, and all that happening, right? You can say, all right, we're going to post this. And when do you want to post this? Well, we want to post this on Thursday and today's Monday. Well, in between Monday and Thursday, you find out she's no longer on your line. So I don't know if the working families is still planning on going ahead and hiring those people. And if they aren't, well, that's a huge, huge blow to her campaign. Yeah. I, I mean, I lose, losing one of those positions is a huge blow to her campaign. Losing the pledge manager position where, you know, that was a part-time gig um, that was going to be basically managing the candidate and making sure that fundraising was happening is a big blow. Losing the field director position to make sure that you're managing your volunteers correctly is enormous. We have enough listeners of the pod who are friends of the India Walton campaign or are directly involved in the campaign or maybe India herself. Uh, if there is another side of the story, we'd be happy to get it out there that, you know, if you were on the, again, on the ass end of this, that if it was something that, you know, you really had no control over or somebody did you wrong, we'd be happy to get that out there. But as it sits right now, the official narrative, at least that it looks like, and which Jeremy Zellner, uh, head of the ECDC, Erie County Democratic Committee, had no small glee in getting out there, basically saying that, well, I called India Walton, but the campaign seems to be getting really... Email. I thought it was e email. Oh, was it email? Yeah. Okay. Well, Zellner took, again, just some measure of glee in saying well we tried which which by the way is incredibly short-sighted for them because like as i've mentioned on this podcast in india walton versus byron brown general election anything to drive turnout out in the city and in increase the number of voters who actually show up in the city in november is good for them down ballot in the sheriff's race and the controller's race so if Jeremy Zellner really wanted to win those races. He would have done everything he possibly could to make sure that India Walton was on the ballot in November. I'm sure he didn't think that far ahead. Well, I'm sure he didn't think that far ahead because he thinks Brian Gold is the best candidate for sheriff. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that in a moment. There's going to be plenty of sheriff's race talk today. But, yeah, I, I have next on my list. Uh, we'll skip the. We won't skip it. We'll talk about it a little bit later. We're going to get to the stuff that people like. Legal weed, guys. We talked oh. with Brian Kastner last yes. week that this was something that could be happening. Yes. That was in the works. But yes, now, fellas, it's happened. Yeah. Uh, I I accidentally, or I, I missed, I, I said it was, it was the bill was called MART. I had the right letters. I had them in the wrong order. It's MRTA. It's M-R-T-A, the Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act. Well, you're officially off the podcast. Well, <laughs> you hand, uh, hand in your microphone. <laughs> but uh, 
it passed. It, it passed both the House and the Senate this week. Um, the governor offered no resistance. Yeah, no, I wonder why. <laughs> I, I, what does that mean for us? It means we can smoke weed in public now where you can smoke cigarettes. Right. And you can have up to like three ounces on you. Yeah. and it, it, You can't right, buy it yet. You, you can't buy it yet. You can't sell it yet. You can't grow it yet. But it's legal to have and to smoke. Notably, you can't, when it is legal to purchase, you can't buy it from somewhere that sells alcohol, is yeah. my understanding. That you can't, like, go to a bar or a liquor store and also purchase marijuana. Well, we all know you don't want to mix the two. Right. But that means that my friendly local gaming store can sell weed next to their Pokemon <laughs> cards. That sounds awesome. <laughs> That sounds and, yeah. and since it's legal now, we can finally try it, all of us. Right, we can for the fine, first time. finally give it a go. I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. I'll try it. And and I heard there's a thing that goes along with it called munchies, mm-hmm. like you know maybe some Doritos and Oreos, Funyuns, Funyuns, Funyuns. I haven't so, had a good Funyun in a while. Well, I guess it's extra good once you try that right marijuana stuff. I, what I what I'm looking forward to is some chicharrones. Okay, okay, okay. Can you find good chicharrones in Western New York? Let's face it. Uh, you, uh, you can find. You, you have to work hard at it. Okay. All right. Um, I've had good chicharrones at um, uh, Marble and Rye. Oh well, they they would do it. I'm excited to be like Otto, the bus driver from The Simpsons, and <laughs> looking at my hand and saying. They call them fingers, but I don't see them fitting. <laughs> right. Remember when you dropped... Oh, there your, they go. Remember when you dropped your keys and we thought the doorbell rang? <laughs> yes. Weed is legal. We're we're all excited to try it for the first time, as I said. So good on We may Cuomo. or may not record a podcast after trying weed for the first time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, however, I will just add an addendum to this, which I I have heard... Some people that I know say, if we're going down this path, Andrew Cuomo can grope as many women as he wants, no, which no, I say, no, 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 no he no, cannot. No, no, he cannot no, be no. weird. Get that thought out no. of your mind. Okay. It's not like he did blackface. Okay. Like if, if this was a Ralph Northam situation, I would say that's fine. You know, cancel him from the past and let him uh, do progressive stuff in the future but this is like a you know this is pretty recent this is ongoing this is ongoing i hope nobody else comes forward i listen yeah my sincere hope would there be like one person not even one but you know what i mean it's already out there there's one person who was like andrew cuomo was inappropriate and then he signed into law all this legislation don't don't do it anymore man cuomo needs to go for whatever progressive legislation gets through and and before he's gone is fine Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean he's got to stay right i mean look he's still holding up tax increases on the wealthy yeah i did see my first impeach cuomo yard sign this week okay i was i was driving through uh the chictawaga part of depew yeah on my way to consumers beverages where I was there to buy legal uh, beverages, adult beverages. Sure, right. Um, and I saw an impeach Cuomo sign, and I thought, I haven't seen one of those before. I wonder, like, I wonder where you got that, because like I, did, I haven't seen a bunch of them. You're probably driving by friend of the pod Brian Nowak's house. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of our embattled governor, man, the hits just keep on coming. The media is not letting up. 
what's uh, what's the big story here, guys, about him having his well, I would say now at this point, notorious book and having volunteers and having the promotional uh, things at his mansion. The governor, not his mansion, our mansion, the governor's mansion. Right. It's our mansion, and it's his aide who's paid with our tax money who's there editing and helping write and, and no. take. And no, no, they volunteered. They, oh, that's right. They, they volunteered. volunteered. Okay. They, they were so busy with COVID that they didn't have time to do anything else except for volunteer to help write the book. Well, the book's important. Right. Well, he, 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 he cured COVID. He sure did. He's the Jonas Salk of COVID. You know, we live in this time where things just get memory hold so fast. But if this was circa the 1990s, like Cuomo's book would just be a punchline for years on SNL or The Simpsons. And it deserves to be because it's truly ridiculous. Even in the odds, because Mission Accomplished got a good run, too. It's his Mission Accomplished. It truly is that somehow this dipshit survived covid and and overcame it except you know new york was one of the last states one to roll out vaccination to all eligible citizens like we were maybe in i think it was the bottom three the last three states excuse me to roll out vaccination to all citizens but also that they had to take fucking new york state to court to get criminal well criminals to get inmates vaccinated that new york only at the behest of the courts at, at being sued would actually get inmates in the jails vaccinated. It, it wasn't at the behest of being sued. They actually took it to court and lost. Oh, so, okay. It, it, was, it was once they lost in court and the court said, no, you have to vaccinate inmates. Then New York State said, aw, shucks, kicked the stone, looked down and said rats. Rats. Just completely terrible. Just a- absolutely miserable. I mean... Again, we're going to memory hole a lot of this. And, you know, once hopefully we're on the other side of COVID and we can look back on it as just a really, really, really bad fucking memory. I really hope that Andrew Cuomo's completely abysmal tenure doesn't get forgotten. Just absolutely awful human being and, and absolutely awful governor. But, but we have free weed, legal, legal weed, excuse me, free Free. Legal, but we, we, uh, that's the free. next step. Speaking of other good things that happened on the state this week, we and that. prisoners, there was the Halt Act. Oh yes, yes, uh, which passed, which limits solitary confinement, sets pretty strict limits, and I believe it's the first act in the country for any of the fifty states. It's great news. Uh, I mean, it, it is great news because solitary confinement is it's barbaric. It is. It's barbaric. Hey, you know what else limits solitary abuse. confinement, Jim? The Geneva Conventions. Well, you know, it's imagine if we pay attention to those. No, we don't do that. Right. You know, last time I saw the Geneva Conventions in force was when I was watching Bridge on the River Kwai. Not it's the second time this come up this weekend. Unre- unrelated. <laughs> I won't. I won't mention the first time. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great to see. Obviously. <laughs> you could add that in a post, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's great to see. It's what you know. It's one of those things where you look at the news and you're like, "Wow, I can't believe they weren't already doing that." Right? It's 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 one of those things. You're like, they're like, we we were still using solitary confinement in 2021 as a 
what you know whoever was enforcing it thought was a reasonable thing to do. No wonder the Erie County Holding Center has all these deaths. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Well, we, um, you know, we got to take the good with the bad. Much like uh, the television show, The Facts of Life. You take the good, you take the bad. You put them all together. And in this case, you get Stefan Mahailu. Oh, wow. Our beautiful, what, beautiful boy. Yes. What what good uh, does he have in him? Not much. I mean, aside from being extremely hot. <laughs> that's... That's the good. But the bad yeah. from Stefan, well, guys, you know, he's still on this um, Mark Poland cars beat. Yeah. He has, I, I saw that. So he thinks that the phrase, the internet has the receipts, means you bring the literal receipts from Wegmans and BJs. That's what he thinks. So I'm, I'm going to, for, for the listeners at home, I'm going to read um, Stefan's tweet from. March 31st this year, because it's a good one, because this is, uh, again, his quite pathological obsession with our county executive, not running against Mark Poland cars, uh, not, you know, he, he's running against, uh, you know, uh, out, in, out in Hamburg, supervisor, he's not directly running against Mark Poland cars, but he can't help himself. He's just... He wants it so bad. He wants that county executive spot. He just wants to see Mark Polencar's lose. So his tweet reads, Polencar's rolled his eyes. Smugly responded, bull. When asked about spending hundreds of thousands of federal COVID dollars on food. As credible as, quote, I skated alone without my mates. Quote, here's receipts, ham, pork chops, ice cream treats, <laughs> pots, pans, what? cutlery, Free. griddles, chicken fillets. Free, what are those Drop receipts the add up to? A couple hundred bucks? It, it, you know, they, uh-huh. they spent, they, they bought good stuff. Sure. Did not add up to hundreds of thousands they, of dollars. They made their own damn food instead of it, going out for working 12-hour days. Right. Yeah. Which is actually, like, it added up to thousands of dollars. Yeah. Hundreds of, he said hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands of federal COVID dollars. It added up to thousands of dollars, not hundreds of thousands yeah, of dollars. Right. And, and they still were doing the... Right, like feeding your employees when they're working during like a crisis, so that they're working emergency mandated overtime, is probably the right thing. This thing I've said before: people got to eat. Right, and for-profit businesses would feed their people during this situation. Oh, they sure would. I work for a for-profit corporation, and I would expect dinner in an overtime situation. Right, I would demand it. And they yeah. would provide it. Yes. How many companies, you know, like do food or takeout or something, like even just normal work hours, yeah. employee appreciation, sure. let alone during like overtime during quote uh, during COVID? Ridiculous. Right. And but clearly Erie County was like Erie County was taking advantage of the of the resources they had. There is on the sixth or eighth floor, I think it's the sixth floor. There is a kitchen set up where there used to be like a, a commissary. So they use those resources and yeah. bought 
raw ingredients and brought pots and pans and what have you. And rather than just be like, well, fuck it, we'll just order from Salvatore's. <laughs> I mean, they could have. They could have really wasted or money. Or pizza. They could just be pizza. It would still be more expensive than what they did. Right. Even if they ordered pizza sometimes. Yeah. Which maybe they did. That's fine. Like, they could have been like, well, the federal government's paying for this, so we're ordering black sheep every day. <laughs> It's 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 so it's so ridiculous. It, it's 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 insane that he thinks that this is a scandal, and he keeps like I'm going to report this to the feds, and the feds are going to be like, so. Oh, so you went to uh, the food giant and you spent two hundred and thirty dollars on fucking hot dogs, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, again, if he wasn't so damn sexy, I would. I just would get rid of the guy completely. But Reese, I, Reese thirsty for him. I can't help it. Yeah. You would look at him. You are too. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we can't. We can't talk about um, attractive people all day, Jim. But we, I, mean, well, no, I, I still want to talk about though. Like the Investigative Post did name his office like the like second or third worst governmental agency in, in West New York this week. Let it be they, known. They made a list of like their top like seven. Worst governmental agencies. And at the top of the list was uh, Western York OTB. Yo, they're terrible. I used to work for them. Yeah. They're bad. Um, I mean, and which, who has spent thousands of dollars on stuff like Sabres tickets and booze. Okay, but look, look, look. If I, wa- if, if I was thinking an organization would be bad, my expectations of human beings is that, like, you know, there's always going to be, like, some grift. There's going to be some under the table. There's going to be some shady stuff, okay? If I was expecting that, eh, you know, the the OTB is where I'd want it to be. Right, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, I would expect OTB to be Griff Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three on their list, though, I, I believe it was number three, was the Erie County Controller's Office. Yeah. And they were like, for all of his accusations of patronage and pork in other agencies throughout the county and city and, and, and throughout municipal organizations. His office is rife with patronage positions full of people who are like making money for nothing besides the fact that they're, they're valuable to Stefan's political campaigns. And they're a toothless organization who doesn't know how to run the office. And he alienated so many Republicans with his run for Congress that he's left with running for Hamburg supervisor because they wouldn't have supported him for a controller's race again. Nope. Not, not, not good for, uh, for Stefan. But it's not just the Republicans, Jim, who are um, making, uh, making gaffes. Mm. No, it's not. I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about the mayor's race earlier, but... We would be remiss. One of my favorite phrases. We'd be remiss. We'd be remiss if we did not talk about our our dearly beloved Mayor Brown. And um, you know, he was trying to do a good thing, Jim. Right? He was trying to uh, give a big shout out to a beloved Buffalo Bills player, another, likely an, another Stefan. Uh, yes, a likely Hall of Famer. You know, we we haven't had. And a Hall of Fame wide receiver around here, Hall of Fame caliber. Maybe Stefan Diggs doesn't make the Hall of Fame, but he is certainly 
of that caliber sure, of player. He, just he's hot. Game changer. He's my favorite Buffalo Bill yeah. in the current moment. So Byron Brown was trying to give a shout-out to <laughs> Stefan Diggs. But the problem is Byron Brown instead gave a shout-out to Antoine Diggs. Guys, who's Antoine Diggs? Well, he's not quite Stefan Diggs. <laughs> he's... <laughs> He's I, he doesn't run the yeah. same forty time. I'll no, tell you that. No, no, he doesn't. Antoine Diggs, not quite Stefan Diggs. <laughs> one, not you know, Stefan Diggs just got that classic clean cut look to him. You know, he's just got that smile, that superstar look. The guy just catches crazy passes. What does Antoine Diggs do, Jim? Uh Antoine Diggs uh goes to jail for being a sex offender. Ooh. Yeah. Eee. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and he was like in charge of like a city agency. So when Antoine Diggs was sentenced to prison, the mayor was like, you know, can, can't believe this happened. Like, well, obviously try to do better uh, in the future. And, you know, how, how do you know something like this could happen? And he had Antoine Diggs on his mind when he was at Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield Field <laughs> or Stadium or the mm-hmm. Ralph. You know how you know we're a quality podcast? We didn't make the Highmark legal weed joke. <laughs> we're above that. We are we are too smart. You you listener are too much of an intellectual. You wouldn't really laugh if you heard uh Weed is legal in New York, and we're going to go to Highmark Stadium. Yeah, we're totally, we're totally high brown. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving nice. on. Nice, dude. Yeah, no, Antoine Diggs. I mean, <laughs> it's so ridiculous for the mayor of Buffalo, New York, to misname the fucking star wide receiver of the Buffalo Bills to begin with, but then for it to be Antoine Diggs, who, you know, in his mugshot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, like he could have said like any other name besides Antoine, and I've been like, "Well, he's just a goofball." Well, but instead, like, it almost like does the mayor have a guilty conscience? Is there something about Antoine Diggs that he's not telling us? Who's to say? Who's to say? But I know what I have to say about um, one of our favorite people, Jim. Oh. I, I have something to is say. It, is it that time? It's that time. It's Nate Watch. Nate Watch. Yeah. Nate Watch. Nate Watch. And we're watching for Nate's birthday. It was Nate's birthday. He had a birthday. He made another trip around the sun. Did he get another $5,000 for his birthday? Happy spirit journey anniversary, Nate. <laughs> Now I got to add that in. <laughs> what a strange trip it's been for all of us this year, especially for Nate McMurray, going from losing elections to losing another election. But, guys, he did get vaccinated. Well, he got step one. He got step one vaccinated. And I got to tell you, okay, you know, we, we talk about uh, Nate McMurray being pretty jacked, all right? But 
Even he, I was taken aback. He's flexing, baby. My man is yoked. Yeah. He 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 flexed the bicep in the, I think it was Instagram and Twitter post, where he's like, oh, got vaccinated today. Yeah. And just the muscle bulging. Right. Which way to the gym? Yes. He knows which way. Yes. Dear listener, I, Nate McMurray is, is clearly just a beefcake. You know, he's he's for the eyes more than he is for the brain. He knows how to make the panties drop. He they, knows how to raise a whole lot of money on GoFundMe. They needed a special needle just to get it in his arm. Right. The, the original needle broke. That's right. Yeah. So congratulations to Nate McMurray on both his birthday and his first round of vaccination. God love you, buddy. Yeah, good. Rats off to you. Rats off to you, of course. Um, you know, not everything, guys, can be built like Nate McMurray. It, it's hard. It's hard. You know, Nate McMurray. He he is the proverbial brick shit house. He is the brick. He is a brick shit house. He's he's built to perfection. Okay, building things is hard, and building things like a bar. You're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna please everybody. No, but. I have to say, the folks at Geckos are aiming to please nobody. No. Mm. I like Geckos the way it is. Right. I, I, Geckos is a trash bar. Yes. And it should be happy to be a trash bar. It's it doesn't that need, way. It doesn't need this John Taffer remake. No. Oh, John Taffer. Whatever with that guy. So for the listener at the home. Family bar. For it's the family li- bar. For the listener at home who uh, might have no fucking idea what we're talking about, you might not even know Geckos or remember Geckos if you moved away from Buffalo for, for a few years. But Geckos, yes, is a, a family bar, as Jim says. Uh, you're on hurdle. You don't really know where you are. You might have had too many drinks at uh, the Sterling. Is that what it is? Every time I'm on hurdle, I it's really fuzzy for me. Mm-hmm. But I remember wandering into geckos and just being extremely sweaty and packed in you know what i liked it that way yeah it's weird quite frankly i i I don't think they should change but but the sterling or excuse me geckos sorry the sterling um geckos watch it i I don't want to get in trouble with sterling geckos they did not agree with my assessment of their establishment they think hey Bigger is better. Okay, we gotta we gotta go from being a little sweat box to being like a fucking massive bar, and that's what they're looking for. They're looking for like this huge, which it's a big old make architecture picture. Yes, a friend friend of the pod uh, Ryan Nagelhout uh, from the Goose's Roost tweeted out, "Let's make a dive bar look like a West Her," <laughs> <laughs> which is very funny to me. Yeah, oh yeah. So they're turning geckos into. A car dealership, and uh, it looks like shit. I mean, your mileage may vary on most hurdle bars, to be honest with you. But I don't know. I guarantee what they want to do. They've got they've got like a four by four corner where they cook all their food. They fry all their wings, and they probably want to expand that. I mean, they're already making a mint, but they want to make more. Right. I mean, they, they it's it's clearly they want to make more money. Mm-hmm. Um. They're going to have to have bars on all these levels because the bar at Gecko's is like fucking like six feet long. That's it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've been to Gecko's for two different things. One in the like early 2000s. It was like one of the only places on Hurdle that had uh, 
center ice. Yeah. So if I wanted to watch hockey playoffs and and I was on hurdle, that's where I went. And then when you and I were on a kickball team it together. It was our kickball home base, and we get drunk there every Wednesday. Every Wednesday we'd go there. And now Geckos was probably, they would give out like a couple of free drinks. Yes. But they were getting major kickbacks because like it was. I the, drink a lot on Wednesdays. It, it was, and it was the. I had a lot of hungover It was Thursdays. the home base because none of the kickball teams were allowed to have sponsors. Right. Geckos was the home base for all of the all, kickball teams. All 10 of them. So I mean and they that was were a, all drinking. Oh yeah. I mean they're Wednesday nights. Playing beer pong and shit like that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Again, hurdle if you're drinking on hurdle, for the most part. I know there's gonna be some pedantic shithead who's like, Well, actually I like to go to Romeo and Juliet's. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> and that's fine. And listener, we appreciate you. We love you. You are very cultured. But for the vast majority of people who traffic hurdle for their drinking needs, Probably a bunch of douchebags. And I like going to empty pockets. <laughs> no, come on, Jim. No, you let's, had to bring let's hear him out. Let's hear him out. No, it's, I mean, because uh, well, there, there are very few bars that encourage you to stab people. Well, if that's what you're into, do you even have a knife to stab people with? I, I just like the encouragement. Okay, yeah, I, okay. I I have low self esteem, and I just like the to, to hear like you can do it. You can do it. You can do it on hurdle. Mm-hmm. You can be a giant you douche. Know. You can stab people. You can right. always break glass. It's I, it's like I'm like the little engine that could stab. Yeah, yeah. I think I can. I think I can. Yeah, you can do a lot on hurdle. Well, but you, you know, why don't you ask the the empty pockets people? If we can do podcasts on location there someday. Oh, I bet they'd say yes. I, I bet, I they, bet would. they would say yes. They wouldn't know. Maybe. All right, don't ask. MT friend of the po- just kidding no no but I, I don't know I mean even if you don't like to my point is even if you don't like to go to hurdle even if you don't want to be down there even if you don't want to be seen down there you'd rather be dead you still don't want like a Mick Mansion bar in our city we live here if you're living in Buffalo if you're away from Buffalo who gives a shit I don't know if you're uh, an expat you still don't want your city to be full of shitty bars when you come back home no I mean it, it- it looks like something that should be on, like, Chippewa. Mm. It doesn't, though, because even the stuff on Chippewa is much more interesting to me. This looks like literally like an office building complex they're trying to build. Like, who wants to go drink? My well, God. I like to drink from home, so maybe they'll, maybe they'll send me my drinks at home. Oh, maybe they'll send you, yeah, drink from home, work from home. So, geckos, do better, Okay. Uh, back to the politics stuff, oh. fellas. We can't have fun. We we gotta, you know. Some episodes are candy, others are vegetables. Yeah, but mix it up. life is a mix of candy and vegetables. Can- you gotta say vegetables. Sometimes I gotta candy. eat my vegetables, and then maybe I'll have a little piece of candy. Sure. And we had a little piece of candy talking about geckos. But back to the goddamn vegetables, Jim. We're the sheriff's race. Oh well, the sheriff's race. Mm. It, sure, uh, lots of news in the sheriff's race this week. A couple of curveballs. Well, yeah, uh, so uh, Karen Healy Case, the endorsed Republican and conservative, came out that uh, when she was still working for BPD, she got into a car accident that cost the city like seven hundred thousand dollars. Eight hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, Jim. Oh, well, like I said, about seven hundred thousand dollars. Pretty close. Uh, um, and, you know, and she rear-ended somebody, and there's 
differing details as to whether or not she hit the accelerator before she rear-ended them. Yikes. So, uh, I mean, who knows? I don't think getting into a car accident while you're a cop disqualifies you from being sheriff. I mean, you say that. And I agree. I think compared to the scandals of our current sheriff, our outgoing sheriff, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not all that. Just kidding. Come on. Karen Healy case, we already know what lane she's trying to go down. She wants to be the next incarnation of Tim Howard. She wants to be the MAGA candidate. She wants to be the hardcore conservative. And, you know, she's found she's finding herself in a pretty good spot here to follow up in the tradition of Tim Howard and just being full of scandal and controversy. Right. Uh, but speaking of scandal and controversy, and however, this time on the Democratic side, Ooh, it's oh. your boy, Brian Gould. Brian Gould. <laughs> it, it came out this week that twice while he was lieutenant for the Chittawaga Police Department, he was suspended. Not only... Did that come out? Which, you know, if I I, I will say it is pretty hard to be disciplined as a police officer. Yeah. So to be lieutenant and get suspended twice. Holy shit. What the fuck were you doing? So the things he was suspended for, um, dear listener. So this is this is, by the way, the Democratic party candidate for sheriff who the democrat who the democrats could not just help but box out everybody else who's interested in running on their line they, they had to circle around this guy okay so the democratic party's endorsed candidate for erie county sheriff was suspended twice for allegations of misconduct all right this is according to wkbw.com this is the where I got the article. Uh, Brian J. Gould, the assistant Chittawaga police chief, announced his candidacy in January for the Office of County Sheriff, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but public records obtained by the I-team show that Gould was suspended for two days in 2014 for a social media violation. Oh, did you? what did you post, buddy? Um, and for two more days in 2017 for what the department termed Quote, performance and attention to duty. So he, he got nailed for some, let's just assume some bad tweets, but probably some weird Facebook post, I guess, uh, probably. But but my man, Brian Gould and the ECDC are trying to spin this, okay? Uh, you got to truly, if you're really in the PR business, you got to know how to spin, right? So he says, this is a quote from Gould himself, or himself, excuse me. Gould said in an interview with the I-Team that he accepts responsibility for the mistakes, one of which involved a physical altercation with a suspect, which he said occurred during stressful moments on the force. Quote, policing sometimes is difficult, and I have two instances in my personnel record where I received discipline, end quote. Gould said, quote, and I'm up front and open about them. I regret that they happened, absolutely, but I take responsibility for them, and I'm willing to talk about them so that everyone knows who I am, end quote. And that's Gould himself. The Erie County Democratic Committee, Jeremy Zellner, on his little iPhone, and he's like, I got to come up with a good tweet about this. Uh, 
actually tweeted out this article. This is how I found the article. And they're, they didn't tweet. I mean, I'm sure they tweeted, but it was on their Facebook. The Facebook post reads, Brian Gould's record is one of dedication to public service and full accountability. He's the candidate who will bring desperately needed change and new leadership to the Erie County Sheriff's Office. And so they tweeted out this, or they posted this article about how he got suspended. And I'm just like, dude, you don't have to post that. Right. You don't Ho- to. hope it goes away. Hope nobody pays attention to and it. And nobody does it. Dude, nobody would pay attention because it sounds like it's pretty, I'm, without knowing the specifics of the uh, the infractions, as it were, it sounds like it would have just gone away. But ECDC was like, yeah, we're committed to being open and honest. And on a certain level, I commend that, I guess. But, you know, on a PR spin level, come on, guys. No, it's just atrocious. And it, it, it Gould had to answer then questions later this week about whether or not he was going to drop out of the race because of this. That's not good. That is, I, I like... It's not where you want to be. I almost tweeted at ECDC, and I was like, hey, is it a good sign when your candidate has to answer questions about whether or not they're going to drop out of the race? Probably not good. I'm a political newcomer. would like to know the answer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a good look. But, it, again, none of this is really going to matter. Um, I don't think it's actually going to have any real impact on the race. It's just that. You know the insanity of local politics and or inanity, whatever. I, whatever. I see. I think it will have an impact on the race because he's going to be involved in a heated primary, and what the Democrats are really good at doing is eating each other up in a primary and giving the Republican attack Republicans attack lanes and letting them know here's exactly how we are weak. I don't think Karen Healy case wants to really be exacerbating Brian Gould's record with her own record being completely dog shit. Oh, I think she does because she'll just be like, well, that's not a problem. I mean, the Republicans are good at that, right? Aren't they? It'll like, be the right strategy. They'll be, they'll be like, he has all kinds of disciplinary problems and he's a piece of shit. And they're like, oh, you're a piece of shit too. And she's like, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. He's a piece of shit. That's what Republicans do. Yeah. Yeah, you could be right. I mean, we could end up with another real real shithead of a, a sheriff. No. Remains to be seen. But, uh, you know, we could we could sit here talking about the absolutely exciting sheriff's race all day and, and how we're going to end up with another crazy conservative sheriff. Or we could talk about... Uh- Stephen Falano? Yeah, well, we could talk about Stephen Falano all day, and and you know maybe I, I will in my private life. I don't want to do that. But for the dear podcast listener, I'll spare you. Instead, I will talk today about how excited I am about the vaccines. Come on, guys, let's fucking go. Hey, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, I mean, uh, doing pretty good. Snake, you got your first one, right? You got, got your first one. I got number one. I, I'm all vaxxed up. And in fact, New York State is about to be all vaxxed up. That's right. Last week, everybody over 30 was eligible for the vaccine. As of this upcoming week, dear listener, which you're probably, let's be real. If you're listening to this, you're probably like in your 30s. But on the off chance that you're not, you will be as of April, was it April 7th? April Something 6th? Like- Everybody over 16 will be eligible? Yeah. Something like that. All of our 16-year-old listeners, congratulations. Who are on fleek, as I heard on the radio today, is something that kids say. Yes. 
because that's what because <laughs> as we talked about earlier when we heard this on the radio like they also say totes now i guess too. yeah yeah uh, when madison avenue is running commercials and they're like this is what teenagers say that means that it's definitely still true that teenagers still say that and it hasn't been passed by yes i know that's what I the teens say that. but the teens will soon all be eligible to be vaccinated. I mean, we're, man, we're really doing it. Good news for Matt Gates. I'm super happy because I'm going to, I'm going to be able to have my nude 4th of July party again this yeah. year. I couldn't have it last year. Right. Like I said, couldn't have it most Matt years Gates. because, you know, the neighbors, but no, I got year. a fence up now and we're good to go, baby. Mm-hmm. We're, we're having it. So get yourself lubed up. I'm going to have barbecue and we're all going to be naked. Be I'll, I'll start now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one's stopping you. <laughs> yeah, no, we're gonna have uh, maybe not the the white boy summer. I think we've uh, effectively you know shushed that. I don't want to have that. I don't no, have hot boy summer, hot hot person summer. I mean, we got to come up with something. Hot hot dude summer, hot snake summer, hot snake. Oh, hot snake summer. That's oh yeah, I'll, yeah, hot snakes, baby. Hot snake summer. Hot snakes. We're about to have a hot snake. Hot snake. Hot snakes summer. over here. Yes. Yes. So we everybody's Get eligible. Your hot snakes. That's right. <laughs> so everybody's about to be eligible for the vaccine. So I, I'm assuming if you're you've already self selected to listening to this podcast, you probably also made the smart decision to uh, look and see if you're eligible for a vaccine. If you were, you probably already got it. But on the off chance that you're not. Get yourself vaccinated, dude. Come on. Be all cool. Kid, all the kids are doing it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Get vaccinated. We're going to have a lot of fun this summer. And what else are we going to have some fun with, Jim? We're, 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 we've got legal weed. we got vaccinations. And now we've got universal basic income. Oh, baby, we do. At least maybe in the city of Buffalo. Sounds sounds like we might have. The mayor, who's already being pushed left by India Walton, despite the fact that he hasn't lost a campaign to her yet, has talked about the idea of, floated the idea of a universal basic income in the city of Buffalo funded by marijuana money. Okay. That sounds like a good idea to me. Now, I mean, if marijuana rollout's going to take two years to happen, we're talking three years on UBI. Mm-hmm. But still, like, even if it's even if it's just five hundred dollars a month for everybody who lives in the city, that does that goes a long way in fighting poverty. Sure, if they can make it a K or fifteen hundred dollars a month. Well, not only that, it bring people to the city. I think. Oh yeah. I mean, the cynical side, of course, is that hey, rent just went up by five hundred dollars a month in the city. Yeah, which you can't discount, but. Ideally, there might be some <laughs> countermeasures to take care of that. However, knowing Mayor Brown, probably not. It's hard to say how the rent's going to go up with all the um, the real estate space open after the pandemic, right? Right. So Maybe. if you want to book a, an apartment in Doug Jamal's Wonderland, <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be uh-huh. X plus 500. Mm-hmm. But hey... I'm not going to rain on your parade, okay? I'm not I'm not going to make you feel bad. We've got the potential for UBI, which again, much like the EerieNet thing. It, yes, we are not at the forefront of UBI, you know? It was a pretty clearly a big staple of uh 
presidential candidate Andrew Yang's platform. But hashtag Yang Yang. Hashtag Yang Yang. But we're kind of close to the forefront. You know, like it's close enough where that's like a pretty modern thing. I know people are talking about UBI. It'd be kind of cool to see that fleshed out into existence here in, yeah, in no, West it, York. I mean, I think it would be, I think it would, for a city that's as poor of, as Buffalo is, I think it would be huge. Well, not only that, municipal broadband and oh. UBI. Holy shit, what a combination that would be. Right. That would attract so much shit here, in my opinion. My concern is with the municipal broadband is that it'll be focused on the rural districts and not focused on the urban districts as much as possible. That'd be wrong. It would be wrong because that's not where the people live. I mean, it should be everywhere, but it, it should, should start. Be, it should start where the population is. Yeah. It should start where the population is. It should start in where the population is and where people can't afford to pay. Well, we'll we'll see. I mean, you know, who knows what actual UBI in the city of Buffalo looks like? Who knows if it gets like you know if if it has all sorts of weird qualifiers? I mean, I have no idea. But I will say kudos to the Brown administration if it does come to pass in any way that resembles like it it being actionable. You know, like that. This is a a huge thing that's been on the national docket of conversation. But it's one of those things where I would usually say like oh that's really nice talk you have there but i don't actually expect it to ever happen if it does happen that would be a major victory yeah it, it, it would be it would be enormous to see to see a city as large and as relatively important as buffalo is being the second largest city in in new york state which is the third most populous state in the country like to see that as opposed to like, you know, like I know like Stockton, California experimented with UBI and found amazing positive results. But like Stockton is like what the like 18th largest city in the state of California. I mean, it's down the list for Buffalo to experiment with UBI. It's huge. It it really is groundbreaking. So I I hope it happens. Not holding my breath, but I hope it happens. Remains to be seen. But why not be optimistic? You can be cynic. You know, you can be cynical about stuff all you want. We usually yeah. are. To be you know, I'm tired you, of being cynical. I got tired of being cynical. I'm hoping. I'm over it. I, I'm hoping for the best. And you know, I, I'm. I don't know if I'm expecting the best, but I I don't. I'm tired of expecting the worst. So. Speaking of mayors, Jim. Speaking of mayors, boy, do our friends and do our friend Jason Knight, who lives in the city of Tonawanda, friend of the pod, Jason Knight, friend of the pod, city of Tonawanda. Yes. Boy, do they have quite the mayor's race going on. Yeah, you got something, don't they? They got, they, uh, they got quite the catastrophe going on there. Well, what's the scoop, Jim? So, uh, so the the mayor ha- uh, the the mayor has offended. He's kind of a wild guy. People on the left and the right up there, right? Uh, so he's he's got to run against in a primary against Gal Sipis, I, uh, if I recall correctly mm-hmm. from the news article. 
Rhea, are you pulling up the news article? No. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. I will now. No, he's um, checking his Instagram. I, no, I, I never check Instagram. I feel like Instagram is like bad for your brain. Instagram definitely is bad for your brain. I, I feel like it just presents you a warped view of the world. And everybody's miserable, but they put on this public face of happiness. And it's just very weird. No, there there is that component in Instagram. But there is also niche Instagram. Which I am into. What's your favorite niche Instagram category? Fitnessness Instagram. Oh, right. Fitzbo. Yeah. You see, now when I go to on Instagram and I go to like recommended and things. And cats. Cats Recommended too. things for me to watch yeah. or look at. It's all office memes, which I don't get <laughs> because I didn't watch The Office. Yeah, though, even even if you had, they're terrible. It's just, let's get over The Office. <sighs> yeah, Office and Friends. Two of the most I overrated know. shows in the last... 40 years. Well, even even so, Office, I'll give you a pass. The Friends, I don't know about that. I, I mean, the I, Office, Office had some very funny bits on the few episodes I watched. Right. And, it, you know, friend of the pod, Ken Tremendous. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> we, we had like uh, Michael, was it Show Michael Schur. Michael Schur. We'd love to have Michael Schur on the pod. Right. Anytime he, he's available, he's available to be on the pod. Uh, Mike Schur, uh, who, you know, like invented or was a, the showrunner for like Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. And The Good Place. Sure. So Qual- like quality shows. Quality shows. And he started off as like a writer for The Office. Office is a quality show. Yeah. Some of it hasn't aged that well. All right. We've gotten a couple layers no, away of our No, point. no, no. I'd much, gonna, rather, I'd much rather talk about well, the office than well, the mayor there, of Taiwan. There's the office. I'm going to bring it back to Instagram. Follow, follow my cat's page, boo-boo.sheldon. Mm. She's cute, and she's a sweetheart. Follow boo-boo. Yeah. Sure. And, and then... Then that, you know we can take it back to the marriage. I don't care. I'd rather not. Yeah, I you don't know, care. I, actually, I don't care. I actually, I, I, I don't as care. much as much as I cared about the mayor of the city of Tonawanda, yeah. I've already given it up. All right. Well, I, well, I don't. Well, fuck you know, that guy. Okay. It, it, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, well, like him. if we want to talk about the mayor of uh, the city of Tonawanda, is he on Instagram? I don't care. It, we I'm should have him. we should have Jason Knight on to talk about it. Okay. Well, well, yeah, so always, next time yes. next time Knight's on the show, right. he can talk about Seton Mayor. Okay. I'm I'm done with it. it it's look he 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 misused some city funds. He's got a a primary. People hate him. That's all you need to know, folks. Yeah, he I sucks. Mean, I don't know. Fuck him. Whatever. I mean, uh, look. You you know what I think of when I think of like Seton? I think of like Mississippi muds. Oh, Mississippi Mud's pretty good though. Mississippi yeah. Mud's is great. Yeah, we go on bike rides and get ice cream. Yeah. My wife and I. It's oh. it's, a, it's a lovely time. Adrian and I will go for like walks around the lake. Or, oh yeah, it's beautiful it's, there. It's beautiful, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the only good part. Well, that's that, the only good part of Seton. That and where I give blood. Oh, which which I say, I say publicly so I can get brownie points for that. I right. Yeah. Oh, this guy gives blood over mm-hmm. here. That's right. What a good human. It's being. because I want to, not because I have to. By the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, we talked about uh, we talked about all the stuff. Hey, let's let's have a couple of beers and get Big Jim over here. What do you say? Yeah, let's let's. Oh. All right, so welcome back to the square, and it's 
it is story time at the square. We had we had took a break for a couple. Of years. We couldn't go. We couldn't go down to our our Cuba base without giving you, dear listener, some some damn good story time. And it is story time with my father, Big Jim. All right, and he's gonna start the very. He's gonna start off with a classic. I it's, love this. One. I mean, it's Hans Christian Andersen couldn't write a better story than this. Okay, We're, so it was in the summertime. We're down to Cuba Lake. We we went down down to Cuba Lake, and uh, we're gonna stop and get something neat at this watering hole and bar. Carpies is the name. Carpies, okay. Carpies, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we go down there. Me and my my grandson and a buddy of mine and his his uh, niece and nephew, and I think maybe my one daughter was with me. So we go in there, and my one buddy, he him and his and the nephew, we sit at the table. I order up a round of land sharks. Can I say land sharks? You can say land. Yeah. Uh, it's land a, it's all FCC allows it. Okay, yeah. Right, yeah. So front of had, the pod. They had actually they had buckets of land sharks, five for I think eleven dollars at the time. It was a hell of a deal. That's a pretty good deal. It was a hell of a deal. It was a few years ago. I got to yeah. tell you. Right. So they got to go and take a leak. The, the, the my buddy and in in the boyfriend. So we're sitting there. The waitress comes over, says, "Uh, you guys." As they left, they said, "I'm really hungry." I did the one buddy of mine, Puscut. Okay, let's Pusser. go. Puscut. Yeah, right, Pusser. Sure. Everybody knows Puscut. Puscut. Right. He, he says, "I'm really hungry. I can't wait to eat." So he he goes to take a leak. He's gone. The waitress comes over, and we all order. And so I order for them, and they they come back. We're having a, a beer, and then our food comes, and she, and she says. Here's yours, this, and he goes, well, where's my food? Where's our food? I said, it's coming. Don't worry. Well, let's go back to when you, when you were talking to the waitress when they were oh, away. They said, she says, we're going to, we ordered the stuff that we were having, and she says, uh, oh, by the way, we're having a hot dog eating contest today. <laughs> I said, oh, a hot dog eating contest. It's, it's all you can eat. He says, hey, the more you can eat, the better. I said, oh, I, I know. I went, the one guy using the, the, the restroom there. He's a, he definitely wants to be in it, and I and put yeah. put put his uh, his girlfriend's uh, boyfriend, the girl, the the niece's uh, boyfriend in it too. I said, I'm sure he could do it. He'd yeah. like it. Oh yeah. So, and on top of it was it was three dollars for all you could eat hot dogs. <laughs> I mean, they, they're not the greatest hot dogs in the world. Listen, if I wasn't I wasn't even be trying to get into a contest. If I just wanted some hot dogs, I'd right three bucks. Yeah, they probably were in salons, okay? Or, uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah right. it wasn't salons, okay? But, but I mean, Smith that Field. is the thing. You know, I thought I was being pretty smart by getting generous, being helpful. Get. Where are you going to get that? So <laughs> he comes back, and then there's a guy comes out. They're moving some tables around. A guy comes up with a guitar, and he starts playing the guitar and singing and stuff. And then the waitress comes out with a plate full of hot dogs. He says, okay, they had seven chairs lined up. They said, it's time for the hot dog eating contest. And, and, and my buddy says, What's, what the hell's going on? He said, I said, seven chairs. There's five people up there. You and, 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 and your niece's boyfriend are in it. We're, we, didn't know, we didn't join. I said, oh, no, I... I put you in. <laughs> you said you were really hungry. So he's a pretty good sport. So they both go up there. Yeah. He's sitting there and they're, 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 they're playing the guitar and singing and stuff. And uh, he's, he's gets, he gets like five or six down. And so he's doing good. Okay. Pretty good. The, the kid 
dropped out. He only had like four of them, and he was, he was he had too many he couldn't handle. I think maybe whatever. He you don't earn have. a name like Puscott without being able to put you, back a whole lot of hot dogs. Uh, no. So then he's slowing down, and I'm saying I, I got my my grandson and everybody's in, in the audience. The rest of the people are sitting there. Go Puska, go go eat. You know, eat, eat. And my my grandson goes over to him and starts rubbing him on the shoulders. <laughs> go Pus, go go. It's like Rocky. You know, yeah, he's right, in the yeah, corner. Right, yeah, he's right. got the yeah, towel right. on his head. <laughs> so he's he actually he's even shoving ends of the hot dogs in his mouth to try to get some more down. <laughs> the problem he got seven hot dogs down, and he didn't win first place. There was like a. 11-year-old girl beat him. She got like nine. <laughs> he, said, he was whining for days that he, he, he didn't feel good from eating so many hot dogs. <laughs> said, Shut up. You'd be lucky when you got you anything. You got a free meal. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. I actually oh, yeah. paid the $3 for him, too. <laughs> well, it's, it's generous of you. What? It's generous. Well, I thought so. At the time, <laughs> right. it seemed awfully good. You didn't seem very... He still remembers to, to, to this day, and he doesn't really doesn't appreciate what I did for him. <laughs> oh, man. Well, who hasn't taken their friends out for a for a nice meal on the lake? <laughs> on the lake, right, right, right. On, I mean, carpies. You can actually pull. They have docks. You can actually pull your boat right up to. You can for hot the, dogs you, the, for whatever. You, oh, okay. You, you get uh, nachos grande and mm. whatever mm. else you want, and the ducks. The kids throw the chips they are supposed to eat into the ducks. And then, and then the owners of the place get all twisted up because <laughs> the ducks are up on the on the dock. <laughs> Friend of the or, pod, Carpies. Yeah, Carpies. But they're nice people. And ducks. And ducks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh man. Well, I I know I could go for uh, some nice hot dogs. You, you, Reen, you think you could win a hot dog competition? Absolutely not. No, I don't. I don't have the heart for it. You we'll really got to want. Maybe we can find out. Oh, I, <laughs> you know, I'm never going out for dinner if you say you're taking me out. I, I'll do it because I think I can work out really good one day. I think I think and, I, I, think I could beat most 11 year old girls. I think I could do. Uh, I bet do that, that. I bet that's what Puscott thought too. I, I don't. Th- he, at the time, he didn't know it was. <laughs> yeah, going to put him to shame. He was caught off. But I bet guard. he thought he could beat most 11 year old girls. Push came to shove. Yeah. Probably true. Oh. I mean, he probably could beat her in a beer drinking contest. Well, you don't know that. Yeah, she's she's from the lake. <laughs> she is from the lake. Yeah, <laughs> she spent a lot of time her first six years in, on the lake. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Speaking of lakes, there's a story you got where uh, you may have taken the wrong boat out at one time. Oh, that that, that is a little story. Yeah. Well. <laughs> We didn't think we didn't think it was a uh, we didn't think it was a uh, we're getting the wrong boat. We were in Black Lake, me and my brother-in-law, and my my wife and my my kids and and his kids and and and, and his my my sister then, and so we're at this cabin, and my my wife's uncle Uncle Etz is going to leave a boat for us because mm-hmm. her this was her grandmother's cottage. We could use it anytime we want, so nice. we used to go there at least a couple times during the summer. Yeah. So he's, Uncle Etz left the boat for us to use for fishing. So we get up in the morning at like 5 o'clock in the morning, got our bait and our fishing poles. We got our beer caddy. We found a thing that held six glasses inside the cabin. You know, it was, it, it was like a little thing. You, you could move the glasses from one spot and another and it hold, and holds them all. So we took the glasses out and put four or six 16-ounce Genesee beers in it. And we 
put a rope to it. And then when we're out there, we had a case, a case, the rest of the case with us, and we dropped that down to the bottom of the lake so it keep nice and ice cold. <laughs> we had it pretty well figured out. Yeah, that's, yeah. So we go out the first day. It was excellent fishing. We got, we limited out. We each got five bass and, and two northerns. Bring them in. Go and clean them. And we go up to the cabin and we take a little snooze for a little while. We come out later on. And we're gonna oh, and we we figured we we're gonna go and get the get clean up the because we had worm containers and stuff in the yeah. boat. So we're gonna clean them out and we're gonna get the get gas up the tank and everything. We come down there at like maybe by six o'clock after we ate and stuff at night, and what the boat's cleaned out, the tank's full. Whoa, sitting there, I said, wow, someone. I I figured maybe I, I shouldn't have figured this, but. I thought maybe the wife or the sister or something like that, or they even maybe sent the kids down to clean it up. Sure. So that's fine. We go out the next day, same thing, come back. We go out in the evening, boat's cleaned out again. Everything's all set. So with the, the third good, day. This is a good this deal. Top this tier service. Yeah. yeah. And I know. I'm thinking, wow, this is great. I, I, why, why wasn't I going to this place all the time? <laughs> so I, we're walking down it, and the next morning, on the third morning, we're there. At five o'clock in the morning, and there's a guy sitting on a porch, like two cabins down the lane from us, closer to the water. He says, "Hey, hey, you guys," he says, "Could I go out fishing this morning?" We said, "Yeah, why not? It doesn't matter." He says, "Well, you've been taking my boat for the last <laughs> couple of days. <laughs> uh. I would really like to go out." <laughs> Uh, well, I guess we could make make a exception today and let you take it out. If you insist. He was nice about it. I mean, Andy cleaned it up. He did an excellent job. He wasn't mad at all. No, he wasn't mad. He, he just asked if we could. I said, because I said, well, Uncle Etz, you know Etz. He says, yeah, I know Etz. He says, his boat's in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he told us he left it out for us, this one. He says, well. He left, he, he, his is in the shop. He left my boat out there, but he says, I wanted to use it once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I said, okay. He says, and he says, you know what? I'm going to use it today. Tomorrow you guys come out and use it again. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> that was awfully rude of him. I mean, you know. I know, right? Uh, was, you've been using it the past couple of days. I don't see why you can't keep mm-hmm. using it. I, I think the boat liked us. Because yeah, when he right. came back in, he had like one or two fish. <laughs> It took us to the right spots. Oh, man. I know most of our listeners would probably, you know, turn pale white at the sight of fish guts. So, you know. Well, you know, that's how, that's how you get fish. You fish. It, look, I, I mean, I grew up going to Black Lake often. Yeah. And I will tell you right now, like, there's not a lot of things I remember from being, like, seven years old. But the smell of the the place where you would take mm-hmm. fish to gut them out there's a cleaning area there's a spot there, mm-hmm. there was a spot to clean them out it wasn't just so much the smell it was what it, there was a hole in the ground and you throw the fish guts in it and you cover it up but you look in there the you put you drop the fish guts in and they would disappear because it'd be churning in there it was all maggots <laughs> they, eat, they, they immediately <laughs> ended up and this is real and this is this, real life that is really how it is to get you this know. is this is how okay you you go to your fancy restaurants you're like uh can i have uh, circle life you know the blackened t- 
tuna or whatever people order. I don't know. But this is what this is the real deal. You get fucking maggots at the bottom of the fish gut barrel. And that's, that's, right. yeah. that's, that's how what, it goes. That's what they, they ate up the fish guts. Then. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how you do it. It never there's yeah. they never got full. <laughs> you know, if, if if our listeners are interested, Bon Appetit has an online tutorial how to uh, gut and, and scale different fish. Is that right? Yeah, I've, wa- I've actually watched it to fall asleep a few times. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you, want, if you want to know how to do it. You've fallen asleep to watching somebody gut a fish. It, it was an interesting night. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to ask many more questions about how interesting it Listen, was. Listen, I've got one of these things, right? You got you to gotta know how right, to do I mean, these uh, things. Some people watch, like, true crime. Yeah. And fall asleep to when, that. When are, when are you going to use those skills? This is life? just true crime against fish. When are you going to use true crime skills? Are you going to be a detective, you know, if if you're in a survival situation? No, but you know what is a good thing? Do Learning you know, how to gut fish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fucking gut and cook it's fish. Pretty, well, we could talk about... Pretty gu- damn tasty. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> we could talk about... Wait, gu- speaking of which, what about the time... Uh, I'm going to go off script here. Well, a little bit. No, you're oh, allowed. You're, it, you're it, allowed. It's, it's your podcast. Speaking of, of, of you gutting fish, what about the time you, you sent Evan down from the pond? Oh, at, at, right here in at our pond at, up right, there. In Cuba. We were up here. We were up at the, the pond, and I was fishing. He was fishing with me, and we are catching... A bunch of bluegills, and we're gonna make a little dinner. Yeah, Evan, who's my grandson, myself, and my wife here were here that time. So we had a, a little bowl, and we're catching them. He was catching them, and I was cleaning them right up there, and put put them in water. And once we got like, I don't know, ten little fillets. That's like five fish. Mm-hmm. I told him, I said, run these down to grandma. And get me another bowl with clean water so that they stay nice and fresh. So when, when Grandma's going to make us a fish dinner tonight, so he says, "Okay, fine." He comes comes back in almost no time with an, a bowl of water, and all the fish is gone. So she she figures she's down there. So I do that two more times, and uh, I come back down. I said, "Well, that should be a, a hell of a fish fry we're going to have." I said, "So I got. I mean, like, I have." Like probably fifteen to twenty fillets. They're not really big, but they're sm- smaller fillets, but way more than three people oh, should yeah. be able to eat. Oh yeah. She says, "I gotta, I gotta run into town." She says, "There's, there's not enough fish for the three of us." I said, "What do you mean there's not enough fish?" She says, "I said, what happened? Did you burn them or something?" She says, "No, I haven't started cooking." She says, "There's only like five or six pieces here." I said, "What?" What the hell happened? I said, Evan, did you drop them and stuff? He says, well, no. He says, I was hungry on the way down. (laughs) (laughs) So you ate like 15 pieces of fish before they were cooked. Oh, they were good, too. (laughs) They were nice and fresh. I said, you know what? Next time, let let Grandma cook them first. They'll even even taste better. (laughs) I said, Run to town and get some some fish there. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that kid's got a good palate. There's another. Here's another fish Sushi. story. My son was when he was little. He, we where we live, there was a golf course behind us at at, at the time, and they they shut it down. They were going to build the the dome stadium. They were going to put a dome stadium in Buffalo, and so he would go after school. He was like maybe six years old. And they, the kids would go out and play in the, the, the abandoned golf course. We'd run around out there. And a lot of times they'd go fishing out there. And they'd come down with a couple of sunnies or, 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 
or small fish. So that one day he comes home. I come home from work. He's got the fish at in the front yard next to the front porch. My wife says, you got to go and see what Jimmy caught. He had it on the line still. He had like a 20-inch northern. <laughs> he got out of the thing. He, he pulled the he, – he, and good he didn't put his finger in there and try to get the hook out because they, they're loaded with teeth. And so he dragged it all the way home. The, half the tail was worn off the fish because <laughs> he, he, he wasn't tall enough to get it off the ground. And, uh, and I got it that, and we ate it. <laughs> she baked it. She, the northern, she got so many bones in it. <clears throat> you can't take the bones out. She, she, what she does is put like a tailing dressing on it and bakes it in the oven, and then it falls apart, and you can just pick the meat away right. from it. That's, yeah, the, northern that's good, another fish story. That sounds delicious. Yeah. It's malicious. <laughs> oh man this is like you know what was that what was that tv show with uh ron howard opie oh, you talking uh, about uh, <laughs> happy days no mayberry andy May- this is a very andy griffith show yeah that was very andy griffith of me dragging a 20 inch northern back from uh an abandoned golf course the abandoned golf course behind the substation of the uh Bowmansville Fire Department. Yeah, well, that's where it was, and then that's why we would have had a domed stadium if the county and I think it was Cottrell couldn't get together. And he had already bought the golf course. We're going to install it. I was going to, I was going to sell my house, or I was going to keep the land, knock the house down, and put a hot dog stand and get rich. Oh man! Right in front of the stadium. But then speaking happened. of hot dogs, would you have would you have had an all you can eat hot dog contest? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll never know that. Oh, we'll no, never no. know. The world may hey, never you know. know. It's, never, it's never too late. Mm, it's maybe. Not. I don't think they're going to put a dome stadium there. You don't no. think so? Not, not out in Lancaster. No, no. If they're, if they're putting a stadium anywhere, it's downtown now. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. There's still parking there in Lancaster. There's still, <laughs> there's still parking in Lancaster. There's still parking in Lancaster. It's true. <laughs> oh. Well, oh, what do we got? So there's 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 another incident where you were in a bar and a pool table and, and, and an oh, ankle. Oh, that's my. Uh, I was at a. Well, we're going from like Mayberry, like we're yeah, May, the whole May, 180 Mayberry here. to Happy Days here. Yeah, I was I was at a bar. It was a stag party, and you know, we were drinking and whatnot, you know. And then my brother and I are gonna wrestle. You put your ankle next to the other guy's ankle, and you pull pull on him until. They fall over. Mm-hmm. Well, neither of us are big on quitting. So I kept my foot on the ground, and he kept his foot on the ground. He ended up falling over on me, and my foot was still flat on the ground, but my calf was touching the ground, too. That's, that sounds bad. Well, it, it broke my ankle, okay? Mm-hmm. But you so, won. Uh, I don't know if this technically. I didn't quit. <laughs> but I don't know that you can call it a win. So... I, I, the couple of guys got a beer case and put some ice in it, and I stuck my ankle, my my foot in there with my ankle and all, and ice, and they said, well, well, and they said we should go to the hospitals, and I said, well, not until I finish my beer, and I got a couple shots here, and I got to finish because they won't let me take them with me. So while we're there, this come, police come in, and they say, oh, you were one of the guys in the fight. And I said, I wasn't in a fight. What are you talking about? He says, well, in the back room. The pool table got through through the wall. I said, oh, those are my other friends. 
<laughs> they were having a, a dis- disagreement, and they didn't yeah. want anybody cheating. And the only way to make sure nobody else would cheat is get rid of the pool table. <laughs> so that was laying over on Transit Road. <laughs> and that's why the cops stopped. And they said, well, you weren't, even, you weren't even in the fight? I said, no, 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 I wasn't in the fight. I was just, I was just having fun, you know, I'm mm-hmm. up front here. So, so then they, I, they said, okay, you better get going. So a couple of my buddies, I sat in the middle in the front truck, in the truck in the front seat. One guy drove, another guy was sitting next to me and helped me get in the, go to the hospital, okay? So I get in there. They said that for some reason, they said, you got too much alcohol in you. You can't get this. <laughs> for stuff. some reason, yeah. Yeah. They said, you got to stay overnight, and then we'll, we'll operate tomorrow. Because they said, we're going to need to put some pins and plates in this ankle. So I said, well, you know, I guess you got me over a barrel. There's not much I can do. I said, there's no way you can do it tonight. No way. I think, I think they did that just to make me suffer a little bit. <laughs> Teach me a lesson for drinking. So the next, next morning, my wife's there, and, and there's this doctor, and there's a couple of, like, nurses or whatever, and they take me out of the bed to help me get out of the bed, and they put me on like, like, a cart, like, to go transport me to, the, to get the operation I done. think they call us a gurney. I didn't. I I don't know what she was what she was like. I didn't really see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're talking about the cart. Okay. <laughs> so I go in there and I, and I got and the doctor leans over and he says, "We're gonna have to put some pins and some couple a plate on each side and some pins. We don't know exactly how many pins. Do you have any questions that you want to ask?" I said, "Well, I can only think of one question." <laughs> He says, well, what is it? I'm, I, I'm sure be able to answer. I said, well, after you're done, will I be able to ice skate backwards? He says, oh, yeah, there should be no problem. I said, great, because I never could do that before. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife says, shut him up. Get him out of here. <laughs> and he said, okay, that's enough. Get, well, let's well, go. Well, were you able to? I never really tried to ice skate uh, backwards. I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> after that. Yeah. I love the, my favorite part of the story. You know, you were married at this point. I mean, I know people got married younger. You were at the tender age of what when the story happened? Oh, um, where, where, was it was it twenties or thirties? In the twenties. The twenties. Okay. Mid uh, to high twenties. High twenties. Really. All right. Probably I'd say mm-hmm. twenty eight, twenty nine, something like that. <laughs> that's where. That's when I was drinking beer at Gecko's after kickball. I, yeah. I I remember him breaking his ankle because I remember him coming home with plates and pins in it. And oh man, him because like the the way it was like explained to us, me as a as a kid was like, well now now you can take a magnet and stick it to your father's leg. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't true. They were stainless steel. <laughs> Although you did try, I I actually when I was M- Menden, they said you can't do anything for like six weeks on it. So I played ball at the time, and. At the sixth week, I got my cast off, and they said, you got to take it easy for a little while. I said, oh, okay, I'll just take it easy. So I, the next, like, two days, I, I'm, I'm pitching. <laughs> <laughs> so a guy hits the ball in the outfield. My, my third baseman comes in to cover home. I'm pitching. I got to cover third. There's another guy that, that's on, on, on first base comes in. Slides in the third. I'm standing on third base. Oh, wipes out my ankle. Pulls oh. the pins out of it. Shit. 
and I go back to I go back to the hospital. I wasn't drunk or nothing this time. Yeah. <laughs> and they just re, re, repinned it all up to for me. But they had to recut it open. And oh, that on. sucks. I think they actually used the same place over. Oh, wow. Economy job, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it wasn't totally healed, I don't think. <laughs> oh, man. God. Uh, well, all good things must come to an end. I, I got to tell you one thing. My ankle doesn't give me any trouble. I've had a lot of other trouble over my life, but my ankle has been <laughs> flawless. Uh, you get, yeah, you got you got special hardware in there now. No arthritis, nothing in there. Yeah, yeah. ankle works. I'm not saying that saying my wrists and stuff work that well, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> my ankles are still good. Well, all good things must come to an end, and uh, story time with uh, you know Big Jim has been been a hit. I mean, I, we really had it all today, guys. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Yep. The gambit. The full gambit. Yes. The full gambit. Yes, we, we got it all in. So thank you, Big Jim, for joining us uh, here my, at the Square. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming along. Maybe someday uh, I can come again. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, you're always welcome. You're, absolutely. Yeah. You might you might have scared some of the, the listeners, but you know what? They got to toughen up. They don't know what right. life is like. Out in Cuba, okay, this is anything goes, all right? It's right. different out here. It's different. They're, they're made a little bit different. You and your, uh, you know highfalutin buffalo people all right you got to come down to the southern tier you got to see life's a little different down right here. down here we had a cat that lived six months outside yes and made it 40 miles from here my god and still came home it was fine yeah actually better than when it got left out oh sure they make cats you could paint all the cats you want out here and you could put all the gasoline you want They'll the, live. well this was an unpainted cat now ne- next next time you're on we'll have to talk about wish don't wishbone We'll, oh, we'll talk, okay, about, yeah, we'll yeah, talk about wishbone, uh, yeah. and we can talk about the cat who survived the winter by itself. Okay, that, yeah, that, yeah. I just want to put everybody on suspense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> get them on tenter hooks. <laughs> uh, All right, well, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good one. But I, I, I do want to, uh, on a more serious note, real quick, uh, give a shout out to our friend Scott, and our best wishes to him. Um, his mother passed. This past week, Scott is a big friend of the pod, but even if he wasn't, even if he was a moderate friend of the pod, but, um, you know, we just want to, you know, our well wishes to him and his family, to his daughter, um, to his father, John or Bob, depending on how you want to address him and thank them for their support and, you know, give them our support and, this trying time so you know we're not the type of people who pray maybe my father is sometimes but if you are the type of people who pray send one out to scott and his family thanking them and 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 thinking of them in this trying time thanks again guys uh for listening to the square for supporting us for everything you do to get the word out about us or just enjoy it yourself i mean you know we're just happy to have you yeah we love you you're our people you're the good people, okay? You listen to the good thing. You, you bought, if you haven't already, you've pre-ordered Brian Castor's book, all right? You subscribe to us on Patreon. You like us. You love us. You want more of us. Where, gentlemen, can we find you? Jim, where can we find you? You can find me at James Tamel on the Twitter or Battle Jim of the Republic on the Instagram. Um, at the Real Ryan Steele. Uh, D-A? D-A. D-A Ryan Steele. Is that on Twitter or Instagram? Twitter. Mm. Okay. And 
you know what? You can find me nowhere. I'm lost. I'm I'm lost in the ether of the internet somewhere, but my great, beautiful, wonderful opinions and thoughts can be found at the Square Podcast. We are on Twitter at Square Pod Buff. We are on Facebook at uh, the Square Podcast. Find us, listen to us, review us on iTunes Podcast, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, the whole full gambit of podcast listening services. So if you like it, let your friends know. Tell them, hey, I found these uh, bunch of schmucks, these jamokes who, uh, you know, they, they talk about stuff that we like. We hang out for an hour, hour and a half. And uh, hey, guys, thanks for listening. To this yep.